0: And it day two of uploads, and today we're talking about a bunch of different things for the MLB, and we have MLB, then NFL, then NBA, and some college basketball. And Justin for the MLB portion. How's it going, Justin?
1: It's going good. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, oh, good. Uh, go follow Justin's podcast. He made one. He's in the Tony. He's in the Text Me. It's a Yankees podcast, Ping Pride, under J Thor. And from listening to the first episode, I thought it was great. He thought it was problems. So go tell him it's great. And. TTM Justin on Instagram. So today we'll be doing some free agents tracking, okay? All right. So
2: let's
0: about what we think about each of them, and then we're gonna grade them from like eight A A. Okay, ready?
2: All right. So
0: we're gonna go from most recent down. So Marcus Stroman announces that oh, he's signing with the Chicago. What do you club. think? So three years, seventy one million. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. It it seems like the Cubs, after getting rid of Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant, I thought for sure they were rebuilding. But then they bring in a vet like Strowman, and then here are, are they take are they bringing in Strowman to maybe be a mentor, for longer pitching? Because the whole really on very young team. Jack Miller in the draft, you know, it's going to be a little bit till he comes up, but a little bit of future there. But, Justin, what do you think
1: on this? I mean, I think it was a bit of an odd signing, to be honest. I expected to see um, Marcus Stroman go to the Cardinals, in my opinion, because uh, I think he's a great player. And Carlos Correa, I'm hearing, is probably going to go to the, the Cubs or the Yankees. So, I don't know what they think of the Cubs are. they're trying to rebuild and contend. They've made some pretty decent moves this offseason, though, know, signing Young Gomes, Clint Frazier. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. Wilson Contreras may be traded eventually, but I'm not exactly sure. Okay, so what would you grade it? I would, I would probably rate the Marcus Hillman signing a 6 out of 10.
0: Just because I don't think
1: they're really at the point where they should be attending.
0: Like a great, like A to F.
1: Oh, A to F. Oh. So, probably I'll give it a B.
0: I would give it probably a B plus. Yeah. It's definitely not an A because it's kind of weird, but we don't really have to go over Chris Taylor. I think that was a smart move by the Dodgers. Mark Millan's into the Diamondbacks. Dex. What
1: do you think about? I mean, I think Mark Melanson to the Diamondbacks is probably a decent move for them. I mean, the backs aren't really in any way trying to contend this year, I think. I'm not, I mean, I don't think they are, but I think they got to fill some holes in a roster and sign a veteran like Mark Melanson, who was pretty good with the Padres for the mostly beginning of the year. But then he started to struggle, and he kind of just fell off. So, I think if you can rebound, you can probably get back out there and show some of the other um, players. So, he's probably better than them. He would be really good, good reliever for, for a few more years. So he's getting up there in age, so who knows?
0: I agree. Um, I think this was a kind of a rebuild pickup for them. Um, just a little bit of age in the bullpen. Like I said, a mentor. Uh, I'd give it about a B minus. Kind of out of nowhere. Close to it.
1: I mean, personally, I'll probably give it. I'll give it a C plus.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, scrolling down a little bit. Um, I didn't even know this happened. Red Sox traded Hunter Renfro to the Brewers. Get back, Jackie Bradley Jr. How do you think that? What do you think about that?
1: Horrible move.
0: Horrible, right? Okay. It wasn't just me. Renfro, super I think he had potential. He looked like he had some great potential and he has some power, definitely hit a few over Monster and on the monster. Um, I mean he's great in the outfield, but Jackie Bradley Jr. He's don't get me wrong, probably one of the best offensive players.
2: You? Yeah. I just I mean, Hunter Runfro,
1: you know, he's really good defensively, hitting wise. He's in the best. It's basically a downgrade from Jackie Bradley Jr. Because I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. is very good defensively, but he doesn't have the arm strength as Hunter Runfro. Even though he does make some really good plays with the glove, I just think it's kind of like a downgrade for a player that's like, just like him. I think yeah. I think that's a big pickup for the Brewers. I really. I don't think you should sleep on the Brewers. I really don't. I mean, if you can take Christian Yelich rebound this year, and I know I'm getting a bit off target, but if you can rebound, I really think that Brewers team can be a really like like a top contender for the NL. Yeah, definitely. I'm
0: gonna give this one a D minus. Um,
1: I would probably like, give this one. I mean, for the overall trade, probably an F. But I think the Brewers win this one by a lot. Definitely.
0: Tigers land shortstop Javier Baez. Um, I'm going to go first here. Um, I don't like Javier Baez at all. Um, I don't think – I think the Mets were stupid for picking him up midseason. I get that they were wanted to go on that full run, but they knew that they were going to choke. I don't want to hear – someone knew in that organization that they were going to choke. So I think that it was a good move for the Tigers. But not the Mets. But we're talking about the Tigers, so I'm going to give this one an A minus. I think this is a good spot for a rebuild for them.
1: I mean, I think you know the the Tigers said prior to, prior to the offseason that they had targets on trying to contend this upcoming season, and they definitely showed that with Javier Baez. I really think it's going to be an upgrade shortstop for them. Even though I'm a bit concerned about how the park is built out and how his like swing is, but I personally think. I mean, the Tigers got some upcoming players that are really going to be good. You know, Casey Mize has looked good. Tariq Schruble is really good in that. Matt Manning too. You know, then we got in the outfield prospects. Spencer Torkelson at to third base. Whenever he comes up, Riley Green in the outfield. Once I mean, these guys are fully developed, I think the I think the Tigers can be a great team. And I think Javier Baez is a great signing from a build around. So I would probably give the signing a, a B B plus. I think it's going to help. You make the uh, from rebuilding to a somewhat contending team for the wild card and possibly the uh, AL Central if they can actually make it over.
0: Yep. And, Jump, did you see that Spencer Torkelson got dropped to fourth on prospects? Really? Yep.
2: Yeah, so, all
0: right. Now we'll get into a big one here. I think a big one. Thank you, you signed Trio. Okay. Okay. 65.55 on your contract. Domingo Herman to a 1.75. Ludage to a 905,000. How do you, what do you think about that as a Nikki fan?
2: No comment. No comment? I mean, you know, that's like an arbitration thing.
1: Okay. I don't, know, I don't know how Arbitration really is exactly, so I don't, know. I don't know what to say.
0: All right. Rangers give 10 years. sir.
1: All right. So, I mean, it's a great infield duo for the Rangers. Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. You know, it, it's a lot of money for the Rangers, I don't think if you would have told me prior to this offseason the Rangers was I would start, I'd really not believe you. I mean, Rangers really were not that good of a team, but signing Corey Seager and Marcus signing like that out of nowhere is a huge move for them, an absolutely huge move. But I'm going to be honest, I don't think the team is going to go anywhere. I don't think it's going to get really much better. I mean, if you look at the team, there's really not much pitching on the team. And the the whole lineup is basically around Corey Seager, Marcus Simmy, and Adela Garcia. I just don't think that they have the pitching. To keep them in, in, in like enough close games. I mean, Joey Gallo's gone. There's no more Lance No more Mike Miner. No more Corey Kluber. It's just an absolutely devastating team. I, mean, I think it's a great move for them to make that leap. And I don't know why the Orioles, are, or, the Orioles or the Marlins can make any of those moves because they probably have around the same record as the Rangers. So it's just odd to me. But I would probably give both these signings for the Simeon and Seeger a, an A, probably, because it's gonna help them a lot.
0: He said it right. The pitching is not there, but the backs are perfect now. All right. Before we go to Mister Three or 130 million, Max Scherzer is getting Robbie Ray. What do you? Th- I'm gonna I'm gonna go for this first they finalized a five-year 115 opt out after the third season. Okay? okay? Now, I'm giving this right away an A-plus, because this Mariners team is officially filthy. They're going to be great this season. And I think that with the signing of Robbie Ray, who actually won Cy Young this year, I think they might make Um, I mean... This year, and I think that it's up and coming. It will be making a wild card, maybe even winning the division. It's very likely, but possible. And you know, this pickup, Robbie Ray, great pitcher. I mean, unbelievable. Probably one of the best pitchers in the league this year. So what what are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, I'm not really the I mean, Mariners overall. After Robbie Ray had a huge year. He was phenomenal. He definitely deserved the Cy Award for, like, definitely. But um, i i mean, i think it's a decent contract too. What was the contract again?
0: It was.
1: Oh, uh, let me find it. It was
0: five years, one hundred fifteen million, and an opt out at the end of the third.
1: That's twenty. That's twenty-three million dollars a year, basically. I mean. I mean, this is really the only good season he's ever had in his whole career. I mean, I I really don't think Robbie Ray can really maintain that status, and if he can, that's great for this Mariners team. But I still am not convinced on them. I think they, I think they really did make an incredible wild card run, and I really didn't want to see him in the playoffs. But they're gonna lose Kyle, see- they're gonna lose Kyle see- for this off season. And it just Jerry Kalanick, is really inconsistent as a player. Yeah. I just think that if the Mariners want to keep contending and stuff, they got the right build around. They got the right, what they want to do. But I think they really needed a core hitter in that lineup. And I think when they traded for Adam Frazier, I think that was going to be their core hitter and get to build around. Because then San Diego was not going to get playing time. He wasn't going to get enough attention. But if Bradley Wright can stay on like he did this year, I think that Mariners team can really contend, but if Robbie Wright is not going to be that ace sign, then I really don't think the Mariners team can make it too far and get into the season, with like a winning record, or even the division, or maybe even a wild card spot. Yeah. So,
0: um, what would you give that? What would Probably you
1: give um a B. A B. All
0: mm-hmm. right. So before we go to Scherzer, I kind of want to do um. Uh, Always wander. I mean, this deal, you know, 12 year contract and agrees him 185 million and at a maximum 223. So I'm going to give the bat an A plus.
1: I, I gotta agree with you on this one. I mean, Wander Franco looks phenomenal he's, he's in this season after there's been so much hype around him throughout his whole career in the minor stuff. Just like, I mean, we saw a lot of, of young stars, like a you know, really long term contracts, Randall Tatu's Jr. And I think it's gonna be the same thing for Wander Franco. And I think he's really gonna play as good as, good as if not better than Acunia. Talk to those top team <laughs> top prospects, like they once were. Uh,
0: our last two. Um, we're gonna go both with the Mets. Um, first things first, Max Scherzer signs. A. hundred thirty million. Okay. Now, Max Scherzer joins the Mets. Right. So now you're telling me, Jacob Degrom and Max shows are on the same rotation. If you said that in the beginning of the offseason, I would tell you you were a fool and that you don't know anything about baseball. But it happened. The Mets made it happen. But like I said in Danny's podcast today, the Mets are just looking for big-name players to expand their brand to compete with the Yankees. They are not looking to make a good baseball team. They are looking for players to make a
1: big name out of their brand. And that's why we're biased. Agree um, or- But can I, can I say what I want Can I say what I want Yes,
2: yes, yes. I hate that song. I hate it. I do not like it.
1: I'm probably going to give her a D because, listen, the guy's 37 years old. Giving him the most A B and that will be history. That guy could threw up like a five, like a like a horrible ERA this whole season, and you'll be paying him a horrible contract. And we all know the Mets are gonna mess it up somehow. I mean, it, it's just not. I I really don't like this contract. It, it's really risky. I understand he's a very good pitcher. He's been that way his entire career, but he is not gonna see it like this forever. And I think this year. With a whole new atmosphere in New York. I think he's really gonna lose it. I think he's not gonna be the plus. The no, no way.
0: And the last um Starling Marte and Mark Canna all go to the Mets as well. I like the Canna, I like the Marte. I really see Mexico. Um, I know I said I like it days, but thinking of do they really need power? I mean, Alonzo when he hits the ball, I mean he hits it about 15 off of the bat every time. So do they really need power is the question. But last one, let's see what you got, Jay. What are you saying on this one?
1: I mean, I know I said didn't you know, like the Max Scherzer the Mets did, but I like this. Mark Henry is a really underrated outfielder. I think he's very good. Starlin Marte is a very good outfielder too. So I'm probably gonna get this an A signing. I think it was a great signing for the Mets and to start their offseason off. I, I would give Marcus.
0: I would give it a A minus, definitely. But um, Jay, thank you for coming on. We Always are- a pleasure. We're going to go to the NBA section. Any last words?
1: Um, No, just keep watching the podcast. Watch um State Pride podcast as they start making more episodes upon the next few weeks. Follow me on Instagram at TTM underscore Dustin and hopefully I'll see you guys next podcast episode or my podcast. So,
0: Thank you and uh, here we go to the NBA portion of the episode today for NBA. I brought in Dylan. How's it going, Dylan? Ben, how about you? I'm good. I'm um, just happy you came on, helped me out. Um, we're just going to be talking about some uh, reward predictions and just how teams are doing. So um, we'll start off with Rookie of the Year. Dylan, who's your choice for Rookie of the Year and why?
2: Um, right now I got Scotty Barnes. Why? Um, Even though the Raptors aren't doing the best, he is by far – like my sleeper pick because he's averaging 15 8 and 3. That is an overall solid stat line for Scotty Barnes who was like I would say slept on because the Raptors took him before Jalen Suggs. Who's your pick? I'm going to go I'm going
0: to go different route here. Evan Mobley of the Cavaliers. Um Mobley having a tremendous year alongside big man Jared Allen. You know Jared Allen grabbing 19 boards a game, but if you go to the stats, you know Scotty Barnes, um, not Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley had been doing an unbelievable job. And I think that 17 and 11, that's just crazy. And to average, like he's not averaging the best numbers. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, I shouldn't say that. He's averaging 14 and a half, to eight rebounds and a block. So if you're going to, um, if you're going to tell me that, he's not one of those up up there guys then there's something wrong and you're, you're you don't follow the nba
2: so and also his impact on the team is good too yeah. and the Cavs have been like one of the be- like one of the better this is one of their better seasons in a while
0: yeah so the impact like i get what you're saying with scottie barnes like scottie barnes is having an unbelievable year but the impact that Mookley has on this net on this um nets on this Cavs team is crazy. I mean, yeah, they're 12 and 10, right? And, you know, nobody expected the Cavs to come out and be 12 and 10. Nope. I wouldn't have said that. And um, so, but um, next thing, MVP, who are you going with?
2: Uh, you go first.
0: Oh, I'm going to go Kevin Durant. Um, no, he's just consistently scoring – 20, 25 points a game. He's, there's not a game this season that he started that he hasn't scored 20 plus. And, you know, he's really leading this Nets team um, to 15 and six, a game and a half above the Wizards and Bulls. And um, so, you know, I'm taking Durant, but I think I know where you're going to go on this. So who um, I'm going Steph Curry. I yep, I, I thought you were gonna say that. Um he, he's on the second
2: best team in the league behind the Red Hot Suns, who are on a six-fier seventeen game winning streak. The Warriors were not a great team last year, and Steph Curry is all the reason for this turnaround. He is averaging Twenty-seven, five and six, which is just tremendous. And to top it all off with a 16-3 record, I, I just think he's the front runner right now.
0: I mean, they're eighteen and three, but I mean, you know, what's impressive about Steph Curry and the Warriors right now? They've only lost one game at home. Um, they're eleven and one at home, seven and two on the road. I mean. So if you're gonna tell me the Warriors aren't gonna make the playoffs, unless Steph Curry tears his ACL, they're just they're they're staying in. Um,
2: also right. the turnaround from a play-in tournament like appearance to a top three seed right now is just tremendous.
0: It's crazy. And um, I love the way Dylan put that for him. Um, all right, so we're gonna go most disappointing player. N team. So most disappointing player for you,
2: Dylan. Who is it? I'm going to go with Kemba Walker. Oh. He's averaging 11, 2, and 3. And Thibodeau just bunched him because of his terrible defensive performance. And he's really brought in this Knicks team down. When Kemba Walker is on the court, they are dead last in defensive efficiency. When he's off the court, they're ninth. When Kemba Walker's on the court, they are a bottom 10 team offensively. When he's not on, they're top 10. It just shows how much Kemba Walker has fallen off. So,
0: I'm not going to take Kemba Walker, but he was definitely up there for me. Mine, it's definitely going to have to be Chris Middle. Um, Middleton hasn't really, like, you keep hearing Giannis' name. And usually when you hear Giannis' name... Right next to the subtitle, it says Chris Middleton. But um, this year, it's Grayson Allen, man. I mean, he's having a great year. I mean, for a guy who was coming off the bench and maybe getting 14 minutes of playing time last year, is like hitting four threes a game. And he's kind of taking over Chris Middleton. Middleton's only averaging 17.1, where, you know, that's unbelievable. 17.1 with five boards and force and five assists. Don't get me wrong, that's great. But we've seen him that's average, not Chris Middleton. Yeah, we've seen him average 24. That is not Chris Middleton and I don't get me wrong, I I honestly think that he will turn this around. And I think that he will possibly lead them but it's the onic show right now, and Middleton's having a down year. But most surprising player, who are you going with?
2: Um, I don't really know. You go first. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna stick with the Bucks. I'm going Grayson Allen. I mean, out of Duke, first one overall pick for Utah. I traded over. I mean, you know, last year. He let's see his stats last year. Let's check in on his stats last year. So if you're gonna tell me this year, okay. So, um he wasn't on the bucks last year, he was on the grizzlies, but still, he oh uh, 41.8 field goal percentage, only took about four 4- four hundred and fourteen shots and his three-point shooting has really really been crazy. Go Grayson Allen. I mean, you know, he scored 532 points last season. He's already scored 307 this season. So, what I think is becoming a better player over time. And, you know, he averaged 25 minutes last year and now he's averaging 28 with a 45 with a 46% field goal percentage and a 43% three-point percentage, okay? So, and he's averaging 14 points. So, I'm going to go Grayson Allen here. Um, But another noticeable, noticeable player um, on the rise, Jared Allen, uh, power forward for the Cavs. Um, I mean, I just see him keep pulling, pulling up with 19 and 14 casually every single night helping out Darius Garland now that uh, Colin Sexton's out. But who are you going to go with here,
2: jo- uh, Dylan? I think I'm going to go with John Morant. Even that- though that he was runner-up rookie of the year, he's having a trophy this year. Who? Um, he's averaging 24.1, 5.6, 6.8. That's a great stat line. And he's helping the Grizzlies being a top-six team in the stacked west. Yeah, but he's uh, hurt. John Morant's my pick, even though he's hurt. I know he's going to bounce back, and right now he's a top five MVP candidate. Really? Yep, that's what I think. He's having, he's making a bottom five team talent wise, a top five team, which is just tremendous.
0: Is that supposed
2: to be
0: a joke? Nope. Okay. You heard it here. So now we're just going to do some team. Uh, overlooks here. Oh, we have to do our most disappointing team and uh, um, most surprising. So, most disappointing team in your eyes right now, who is it?
2: It's between the Knicks and the Lakers, but I'm gonna go with the Lakers after getting Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley, uh, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, all of them back. They're only one game above 500 and almost in the play-in tournament, which I think is just unacceptable, and it's just terrible coaching by Frank Vogel. If you can't have a top five most talented roster in the NBA, a top five team in the NBA, you're doing something wrong as a coach. And their offense has just been stagnant. Russ has been clogging up the paint. LeBron's not looking like LeBron, probably because of age, but it's just not looking good in LA. No, it's really
0: not. Um,
2: How about most surprising, though? Most surprising team is probably the Washington Wizards. They're number two in the East right now, and looking at their roster, it's really not that great. They're starting centers Bryant Thomas, who can't play defense, but their depth is just outstanding with Roy Hachimura, Montrez Harrell, Aaron Holiday, Corey Kispert, Kyle Kuzma. And they have yep. their star Avery Bradley and Davis Burton. They have KCP Spencer Dinwiddie. I think this is just a good deep team. I don't think they're going to make a run, but they are a very solid basketball team.
0: Definitely. Um. Most disappointing for me. Um. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with the Nuggets. I mean, a game under 500. Um. Six and six at home. Uh, Six and six within the conference. Seven and four at home. Three and seven on the road. I mean, the 10 seed really Nuggets? I mean, I know the whole Jokic suspension and everything. Jamal Murray a little bit. But I feel like this Nuggets team should be 10 times better. We've seen them be 10 times better. And I think that they should be 10 times better. So, I'm going to take the Nuggets. And then most surprising team. I'm going to go. Uh who am I gonna go here? I'm gonna go. Hmm. Uh I'm gonna go with the Wizards, but no, nah, let me rephrase that. I'm gonna go with the Bulls. Um, you know, Caruso, Ball, Levine, DeRozan Vucevic. They are unbelievable. Like, this is probably one of the best Bulls teams. We've seen since Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman. I mean, well, one of the best rosters and so much talent there. I feel like you come into this, you end last season, tell me that the Bulls are going to be 14 and eight without any pickups. I would tell you, it's crazy. But all right, just on
2: regular teams now, what do you think about the Hornets? Um, I like what's going on in Charlotte, but I don't see it blossoming into anything this season because they're still a very young team. They got a couple players such as James Booknight and Kai Jones who haven't gotten that much opportunities, and I think they could be game changers. And it's just like, why aren't you playing James Booknight, your lottery pick, who is one of the well, was one of the best points coming out of this college year? And he's only averaging zero point three points per game. And then you have Vernon Carey Jr. from Duke, who's not even getting any playing time. It just baffles me the players that are in their rotation. Right,
0: um, rightfully so, though. I mean, Miles Bridges and PJ Washington are tearing it up. Um, Lamelo hasn't come off the court for obvious reasons. Um, Tyrese okay. has played some of the best basketball ever in a Hornets uniform. I mean, why would you expect Vernon Carey Jr. like a seventh-round pick to get minutes, Darren? He's got to prove his point.
2: I expect him to get minutes because he's a big, and this team is thin on bigs. When you have Mason Plumley as your starter, you're not in good shape. And when you have somebody like Kai Jones, who's a first-round pick, not getting any minutes, it just baffles me.
0: All right, all right. I get what you mean. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I think the Hornets are a great team. I think that they're going to be a great team for a while if Miles, Bridges, and Romello Ball stay together. Um, I really think that they could be something like the top. But I think that this team could go far. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, um last team, we're going to go with the West, and then that's it for the NBA section. How about a team like the Clippers?
2: What do you think about – I mean, about- you obviously don't have Kawhi Leonard, who's your star. You still have Paul George, and they made decent off- offensive moves this offseason. I mean, Terrence Mann has been a bit of a disappointment. You got Luke Kennard, who's just been not worth that contract. Justice Winslow was a great pickup, but he's just disappointed this season. And they just don't have the talent to compete with some of these teams that are good in the West without Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is having a tremendous year, but it's just not enough. Not enough. And I think the Clippers are – they might miss the playing tournament with the way they're playing.
0: I don't know, but a team that's really contending in the West, the Timberwolves, 11 and 11. I wouldn't have expected that. Cat. Um, Cat um, has been doing really well. I mean, you know those, like, highlight things? Like, when the game ends, he's basically on everyone, um, except for Anthony Edwards sprinkled in here and there. Um, Edwards is a great young player. Um, D'Angelo Russell has been showing some red spots, but and I think Anthony Edwards is is a front runner for MVP. Um, you're gonna tell me I'm crazy, but Anthony Edwards is a great player, and I think that if they can get him in the right mindset and make him into the next big thing, this team. Go far, okay. You got. Totally Anthony.
2: agree. Yeah.
0: You do. Mm-hmm. You got Anthony Edwards, Cat, uh, D'Lo, Patrick Beverly, who everybody keeps forgetting about. Uh, Malik B- Beasley, who can give you a good fifteen off the bench. Jared Vanderbilt, who has shown some good signs. Uh, Jada McDaniels, Torian Prince, watch out for him. He could be like this weird fifteen 15- and Nas Reed and Josh Cody. So I think that this could be either a really good team or just a big bust. But if they get Ant Edwards a big, like, just teach him and get him in the right mindset, this team could be a dangerous team in the West. So,
2: Totally agree with you.
0: But that's the end of the NFL, NBA section. Moving on to the NFL. Now moving on to the NFL section, Danny, unfortunately, could not make it, but he will be in tomorrow's upload, as long with, as long with a brand new um, personal podcast, special guest. Um, but we brought Justin back for it. Uh, Justin, welcome back. Thank you. So um, I would say Justin and Danny are pretty equal. You're not losing any knowledge here. Um both of them know a lot about it, the NFL. Justin on here. So um Justin. Yeah. Who is your early MVP? Well, it's not really early anymore, but who's your MVP vote right now?
1: I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I think this year alone, there's really not a clear MVP pick. I think Kyler Murray was a clear one earlier in the season, but then when he got injured for the past few weeks, he kind of fell off. Yeah. And Rodgers has just been, you know, I mean, he's been good. But I think I got to go with Jonathan Taylor. He's been very impressive so far this season in his second year. And I just, I, I, I think every, every time he plays, he always does great. And I think he has a legitimate chance at winning MVP this year if he keeps it up. I'm going he, to he... 1 million percent agree
0: with Justin here. Um, not He got five touchdowns in a game, one receiving, four rushing. And um, me and Justin, we do a lot of fantasy football. The man is the only player in fantasy football with a 50-point performance. Um, so, you know, that says a lot. And that receiving touchdown, man, that was a crazy catching run. Like he broke like four tackles, but you know he's just—he's so consistent, and that's why I think he's gonna win it. But if Derrick Henry didn't get hurt, he was already going for two thousand yards. I mean, he was already at nine hundred thirty-seven. So let's just picture what he would be at right now if he didn't get hurt. All
2: right.
0: Um. So we agreed on that. So now let's just go to straight-up teams. And what do you think about some certain teams? What do you think the Seattle Seahawks have to
1: fix? I think Russell Wilson isn't 100% healthy, to be honest. I mean, ever since he's, he's come back from his injury, he has not looked like himself at all. He's looked like a totally different player before his injury with his finger. And I don't think he's healthy enough to keep playing because he's really costing the Seahawks some important games. And I think it's over for the Seahawks. I think their season is over. I don't see them coming back, especially with the Cardinals in the division, the Rams, even the 49ers. I think their season is over. But I think that um, Russell Wilson is not healthy at all. Chris Carson's is not there anymore. You know, they just had Adrian Peterson. Well, it's,
0: it's it's not that he's not there. He's just injured.
1: Yeah, he's not there right now. If he's injured, then well, DK Metcalf, I haven't seen him from action in a great amount of time. So it's just matter. Well, DK, DK one catch, thirteen yards against the football team,
0: and that's gonna lead us to the next team. Um, I'm gonna start off with the football team here. I think the Washington football team is the sleeper team in the NFC. Um, I think that they are playing some great football. I love Taylor Heineke as starting point guard because, uh, not point guard, my bad, that's NBA. Um, quarterback. And um, you know, you have two solid backs. You got Gibson, who like got like 87 yards on 50 rushes the other day, and you got JD McKissick who's a uh-huh. great receiving back. You got guys like Logan Thomas, who is somehow a free agent in our fantasy league. Terry McLaurin. Well, I only said like he was a free stupid Justin, so much. Um Terry McLaurin. Um Who else? Oh, DeAndre Carter, the number one dude. Um, He had a great game, and I feel like if all those guys could really connect on a weekly basis, this Washington team could make a run, man, and they just got to hope that the Saints beat the Cowboys tonight. Because right now, I think they hold the sixth seed. So, Justin, what are your thoughts on the Washington football team?
1: I mean, I think that Antonio Gibson's pretty good. I think Terry Warren's a stud. And I really do think Chase Young, I think losing Chase Young a few weeks ago is absolutely crucial loss for them. And, you know, I like Tate. I think he's a really, it's a really cool story. I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't know if I can see them making the playoffs and making it far yet. I'm not making it far. I'm just saying.
2: I
0: think that they might sneak in. I'm just, you no. Know. And then next team we'll go with here. Let's go with a team like the New York Jets. Okay?
2: okay.
0: So, what are your thoughts on the New York
1: Jets? Um, I mean, I think the Jets are a really confusing team because I think I think of him so far. He looked better in the preseason. Just now, he looks like a total mess. You know, it just has a little you know, and Mike White looked good for one game. That's, the Jets fans made him look like the best quarterback in the league. He ha, he got injured the game against the Colts, came back and had one bad game, and then the Jets fans don't like him anymore because the Jets fans don't like Mike White. And I think that, like, I mean, I no, Elijah Moore. Yeah, I think that.
0: I think I, that this this young. Jets team has honestly a lot of potential I mean I think that they trained Michael Carter and Elijah Moore great and Elijah Vera Tucker Um, I think that they're great they just gotta get Zach Wilson in the right mindset like Zach Wilson be thinking this is college ball throwing 72 yard bombs to the wrong team I mean this, this isn't college anymore man and I feel like Elijah Moore and uh, Michael Carter, if you watch his runs in, in, um oh, seven, seven saints, uh, Cowboys. Um, if you watch his runs in college, he was a very, I'm not going to, not, not in a disrespectful way. He didn't run as, as hard into the line as he did, does in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, he was, don't get me wrong, he was a hustler, he did great in college. But, like, he, he just took it to the next level with the NFL. So, that's what Zach Wilson's not doing. He is not taking it to the next level. It's, it's in his mindset that he's a he's in BYU and he's going to throw 92-yard touchdowns. And that's not
1: going to happen. He's got to stick to the short game and run it. <laughs> well, the same thing happened with Sam Darnold. Look at how he ended up. He's not good at all. It's like true. The Jets have something wrong with developing quarterbacks. It seems like they just don't know how to develop them right.
0: Well, definitely. Um, how about a team like the Los Angeles Chargers?
1: I mean, I I like Justin Herbert. I think he's a good quarterback. You know, rookie of the year last year. He really came out. Um, you know, and surprised a lot of people. People expected Joe Burrow to win it. Maybe Tua. No, it was a lot of um, debating and stuff. But yeah. I'm really impressed with Joe her, Justin Herbert. I mean, this year I think he looks pretty good. I don't think Chargers are a playoff team just yet, but I'm seeing some potential from them. I really am. I, I, I think I think that they could take over
0: that um the what are they the the AL whatever the AL West maybe the AFC AFC West. Yeah, but
1: the I mean, Chiefs struggled earlier in the season, but they've really picked it up the last two games. The last few games, and they just they definitely looked a lot better. So, so what? So what's the next team? Worth? Yeah,
0: um, and then we'll go last team, and then um, two more award predictions. Last team though. How
1: about a team like the San Francisco 49ers? Well, I mean, I've heard – I think the, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is done after season and the season and with the 49ers for sure. I think the guy gave Trey Lance his shot because they dropped him in the first mm-hmm. round this year. But, you know, Debo Samuel was definitely a good player. But, I mean, he's really shown out a lot this year, Debo Samuel. Surprised a lot of people. You know, Brandon, you really, really struggled earlier in the year. He didn't really get much time on the field. But but he really has turned up the last few games. Elijah Mitchell really showed up uh, week one. Week yeah week one he really showed up for the Niners and really oh, hasn't well. stopped. Especially the Raheem Mostert getting mm-hmm. his yearly injury. It's just oh, yeah. so and George I mean... Kittle, great tight end. He just still has an out for games too. And oh, just yeah. I, I don't think I can't I see the playoffs they, like, you know, didn't really stock division. Unless the Rams really fall off, the Cardinals really fall off. I mean, I can maybe... I'm, I wouldn't count them out, but I wouldn't think they have like a significant chance of winning the division.
0: Yeah, I mean, you saw that run from Jimmy Garoppolo in 2020 um, make it to the Super Bowl and actually, like, really fight in the Super Bowl. They didn't, like, just not play. Like, they lost, but wasn't like like they didn't get blown out. So, but like this team if you could form guys like Brandon Ayuk into the next um Debo or um Elijah Mitchell into the next um Frank Gore um like you could make these guys like model them. Like you have to like like, like, set a goal if you're the 49ers to make Brandon IU the next... Who's a good wide receiver for them?
1: Wait, for who again?
0: For the Niners. Who was a good uh, wide receiver for them a little while ago?
1: Hmm. Not
0: Gary Rice. I'm talking like...
1: Let me think for a minute.
0: Just, just like one of those average, like, Brand, if Bray and I, you could, like, really step it up and, like, become the next big, big team for San Francisco, that could be a huge thing for them. And our last two awards and the last two big things for this podcast episode of day two of podcast Miss, um, we're going to go with most surprising team, most disappointing team, most surprising player most disappointing player. So, start off with the team. Who's your most surprising team this year?
1: I got to go with the Bengals because they're really putting up a fight in that really tough AFC North division. I'm going to agree
0: with them, and I I know Justin makes some good points, so I'm going to let him keep going.
1: You know, the, the one game out of first place. Joe Burrows really had a really good rebound the year after you like his ACL last year or whatever it was. Joe Mixon's really showed up this year and become a lot more consistent as a running back. Jamar Chase looks really good and they really un- reunited the LSU connection. T really Higgins be- What? I said T Higgins. Yeah, T Higgins, of course. He's really good too. You no, know, CJ Ozuma, yeah, he, he, he's kind of inconsistent, but he's had his he's had his good games. Tyler Boyd. And you know, it's like Tyler Boyd really hasn't showed up but much. I, I think
0: it's really been the trio Chase, Burrow, Mixon, and a little bit of T. Higgins. That's really it. Um, but this, like you said, s- just such a great team. So now let's go to most disappointing team. Um, I'm gonna start off here. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. They had so much high expectations coming off of a 10-win season. And everybody was like, oh, man, the Dolphins are going to be, like, first place in this division, maybe second after the Bills. Well, here come the Patriots, number one. Number two, the Bills are a great team. And number three, the Dolphins suck. Um, They don't suck. They're 5-7. and Yeah, yeah, dude. But look at who they've lost to sometimes. I mean, dude, they're not – but they're not what they were saying they were going to be. Everybody was like, man, they're going to lead this division. Two is going to have a bounce back year. And you know what? I really like Jay Waddle. Don't get me wrong. I really like that pick. Jay Waddle's a great player. I think that he's a solid six reception, 124 yards, maybe even nine receptions, 124 yards on a touchdown a game. That'd be great. And you can run him with those sweep routes. Like those runs, design runs that Tyreek Hill does because he's he's got some speed. So this team has a lot of potential. I really like Tua, but he's had some injury problems this year. Obviously, I mean that rib really hurt him for two weeks at the beginning, and then I believe he hurt his wrist, right? Yeah. But yeah. So, so wait. Most surprising and most disappointing player now. Well, I. I guess it's
1: this disappointing team.
0: Oh, yeah. Who's your most disappointing
1: team? I got to go with my New York Giants because, you know, we, we really had a lot of hype around us coming into the season. We signed Kenny Galladay. You know, we, we got to Tony and there wasn't much hype about that. But I think Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay was the main focus about everything. And everyone thought we were going to win in the division, you know. it just yeah. really hasn't been that easy for us. You know, Galladay really hasn't done much. He's been really injured. Tony's been injured pretty much, but he looks like he has really good potential. Daniel Jones. Also,
0: awesome. but it's not even the Giants. You got to look at their division. Cowboys are having a really good season. I mean, not the last five games, but great season. Washington football team putting up a fight every single week, and the Eagles are five and seven. I mean, they're they're doing really good. Jalen Hurts is having a really good year with Devontae
1: Smith. And whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. So, you said the Eagles are 5-7 and seven, having a great season, right? Yeah, I think they are having a great season. The Dolphins are 5-7. and seven. You said they were your most disappointing team. Because they are, because they've beaten some of the
0: trashiest teams in the league.
1: I mean, I don't know. I the mean Eagles made
0: the- some very big statement wins. <laughs> they've made some really big statement wins. And the Dolphins haven't made a statement win all season
1: you know what I mean? Eagles, the Falcons lost to the Niners, lost to the Cowboys, lost to the Chiefs, beat the Panthers, lost to the Bucks.
0: No, that was a big win, the Panthers.
1: Panthers aren't a good
0: team. Yeah, Which, dude, that's when Sam Donald was hot, bro. That's when yes, Sam Donald was, was on fire. That
1: was, like, that was like one good win they had. And they, they just, I mean. Who else did Yeah, just... All right. But, so, most improved... The best, like, was it? Most improved.
0: Most improved player. Well, like, most surprise. All right, yeah. I gotta... I gotta go with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting this out of him. Yeah. Him, but- or, Joe, him or Joe Mixon, I mean... Mixon was... Yo, you know what? Mixon was that solid 75 um, rushing yards a game. may maybe getting 60 on opening drives because they just run it for the first 10 plays. So it's either Mixon or Taylor for me. And um, who do you got?
2: All right. All
1: right. All right. We're going. We're no surprised. No surprise. You know, he's, he's always... A... Oh, I like that! <laughs> you know, he's got to, to that i with Jared Goff with Matthew Stafford more in the beginning and middle of the season. He's kind of really so, showed up. And... He's a league in receiving yards at 1,200. just crazy what the guy can do right, with Matthew Stafford as quarterback in the whole range. You know, they've lost their last three games. I don't know what that's all about. I, heard, I don't know if Stafford's been, um, but I besides the cups been a really a really good player. Everyone's expectations.
0: He, he's, been, he's, he, he's been the best wide receiver in the league by far.
1: Yeah, if we're and if we're doing two guys, I think we're surprising. I got to go, Tebow Samuel. You know, he, I think he wasn't. No one really thought of him as a really good wide receiver. He kind of really wasn't good last year, but then kind started using him more in the rushing game and stuff in the passing game. And he has over a thousand receiving yards this season, according to ESPN. And it's just really interesting to see how he just how he just became such a good player.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So disappointing players. Who are you going?
1: With? Disappointing players.
0: I'm going Tua.
1: Tua. Who do I gotta go with here? This is a tough one. Probably you just didn't up to the
0: expectation.
1: Probably Trevor Lawrence. So much hype yeah. around him.
0: Lawrence. No. Yeah.
1: Listen, I know he's a rookie, but the guy was like a first overall draft pick. They got Urban Meyer. They bring in a bunch of guys this off season. Uh, like I think they should kill Griffin. They bring in Marvin Jones Jr. Like they, like, they bring in a he's lot of not, guys.
2: He's by far.
1: guys. Yeah. He,
0: he's he's terrible, bro.
1: He, yeah, he hasn't been very good.
0: He. Yeah. I told this. I told everybody on draft night that Mac Jones was going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. And don't get me wrong. It's only been one year. Trevor Lawrence could be the next Tom Brady. We don't know because Tom Brady wasn't good in his rookie year. But I'm not saying that either. Um, but this is what I'm saying. Mac Jones, best rookie quarterback out of this year. Trevor Lawrence, the biggest disappointment of all time.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I'm, I'm gonna go T Lawrence. So, but that's gonna wrap up today's very long episode. I think we're about an hour. Um three segments. We got Justin Dillon, and then Justin came back on. Um, Danny and our special guest is coming on tomorrow. And we're probably going to have Justin back on for uh, the lockout um, for the MLB segment tomorrow, if he's good with that. And um, so, yep, Pinstripe Pride. Um, He's trying to make more episodes. TTM underscore Justin. And then for me, trying to reach 100 followers by the end of the year, NJ Sports Media 1. And uh, follow the podcast. Tell your friends and family to check out the podcast and have a great day. Thank you for listening.